everybody. Welcome back to the Grow As You Go podcast. Happy freaking Monday. I hope that you're having a good week. I know last week for me, I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but it just felt like everything was off. Like everything was off. My routine was off. I couldn't do the right workouts because I was kind of having or I am having a little bit of an injury in my foot or like some nerve issue. So that was thrown. My productivity was literally like negative seven. So it was really hard to like make myself do things last week. I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but I'm sure you can. I don't know what it was, but this week we're kind of picking up the pace. We're throwing that energy out the door. Okay. And we're not dealing with that. I've kind of gotten off my habits in terms of trying to wake up early. That was one thing I really wanted to do. And just last week in general, it was really hard to do so. And I think one big thing that makes it harder to do that is whenever you have different schedules every day, which I personally can relate to. If you have two different jobs or you have two different things that you're doing, or you wake up at different times every day, that's what I'm trying to eliminate currently. I'm trying to just wake up at the same time every day, but it is a work in progress. So if you're trying to form a habit or something like that right now, and you're noticing some friction or it's just not quite working out the way that you want it to do not be hard on yourself and understand that your best looks different every single day so if you can't show up for yourself the way that maybe you could show up for yourself last week I want you to know that that's okay that's normal and we're not going to be hard on ourselves about it because the more that you're hard on yourself and you're just kind of being that way you're ruining your own time you're ruining any type of progress any type of anything that could be going good for you because you're allowing things that you can't control to kind of hang out too long whether that be oh, I didn't wake up at the time that I wanted to today I didn't do this oh my gosh like uh, this didn't go well once something doesn't go well for you all we need to do is acknowledge that and be like okay I slept in today that's okay my body needed rest okay so how are we gonna kind of go about the rest of the day now and not let that affect us as we move forward that's what I mean. And it's so, so important to make sure that you're catching yourself in these little mindsets before they have the ability to ruin your entire day, let alone your entire week, or just get you in negative mind patterns and negative self-talk that kind of just gets in the way of you showing up as your best self, because it's really hard to do that when you have someone bullying you all day long in your head, AKA yourself. So if you can relate to this, just know that I fully understand what that's like. I deal with this quite often and I'm working on it. So I hope that that resonates with someone. I just want you to know to be kind to yourself while you make habits and changes to your life for the better because you are quite capable of getting where you want to go. It's just a process. So you just have to accept that things aren't going to always work out right away, but it's just noticing the things that aren't working so that you can tweak them to make it work. A slight little life update thing. I have freaking dogs. I don't know if anyone knows what to do in this situation, but my neighbor's dogs never shut up. Okay, and I've lived here for so long. I think I might have told you guys this, but since I've been here, it's never been this bad. They got a new dog probably eight months ago that literally never shuts up. And I love dogs. This dog treats me as if I just moved in yesterday, every day, and it's constant. I can't ever be in my backyard anymore. I can't even walk outside my door without getting barked at. Like I have like the biggest amount of drugs on me and it's a drug dog. Like that's the type of vibe that this is. So my peace has been disrupted so hardcore right now where I texted my landlord. And I'm like, what do I do about this? Because I wanted to see if she owned the house next door to maybe like say something to them because I know that they have way too many dogs in their house. And that wouldn't be an issue if I felt like they were being taken care of properly, but I don't think that they are. But that's one thing. But the main thing I'm concerned about, honestly, because I don't know how they're being taken care of. I can only see through the fence, but they go to work all day and their dog is left outside. 
Okay, all day, all of them. I don't know how many they have, but it seems like they have two to three, maybe four, maybe five. I can't really tell. There's just constant barking. So I'm just giving you guys a little update with where I'm at because I know I've been sharing this with a lot of people, but I don't know what to do. So I don't want to move. I like where I live. And if I'm going to be in Austin, I don't want to move to a different place because I definitely see myself being in this apartment. I have everything that I want here. I love everything about it. So it's just frustrating that this is what I have to deal with. So if anyone else has been in this position, I tried, I had my friend look up um, their address to try to figure out if she could find the landlord's info. Cause my landlord was like, can you please just like find, if you find the landlord's number, I will call them when I get back. And I was like, all right, cool. So I'm trying to find that information. And I don't know if like maybe the city or someone can find that. Like, cause I've called 311. They direct me to like make a noise complaint through the cops. And I'm just trying to do it in a way that's very subtle, but like they can, someone can just kind of contact them without getting them in a lot of trouble just to maybe simmer down the dogs. Maybe don't leave your dogs outside all day. It's just way too disruptive. Like I can't even work from home. I can't focus. It's impossible. It's really, it's really bad. So that's a little life update on me. I've been working like from home and this has just been like an issue in my life for the past like month because I've been home more. I've noticed it. So it might've been going on for way longer, but just a little update there. Some freaking BS. If you ask me, I don't know what to do. And I literally, it never gets better. Okay. I've lived here for three years. There's no reason that I should be dealing with this from a dog every day. I can't even sit in my backyard and journal or like enjoy the sunset. Like I have a whole ass yard and I can't even enjoy it. Even with noise canceling headphones on, I can still hear the dog barking at me. So let's get into today's episode. I was journaling last night and this was a journal prompt in my journal actually. And I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about today, but I was very open to whatever was on my mind or like whatever would give me some inspiration to talk about. But as I was journaling last night, I made this list of things that life is too short for because that was the prompt. And I felt like this was something that everyone could probably use. And these were just the first things that came to my mind. But I swear by these things. These are little reminders of 10 things that life is too short for. The things that we should not be giving our time and our energy to because they are not serving us. There's too many things that happen every single day, like I said in the beginning of this episode, that we cannot let control our lives or have too much room in our heads because life is too freaking short. You never know when your last day is gonna be. There's no reason to sit and stress over the things that we can't control. So today I'm sharing my journal prompt with you from last night and it is 10 things that I think life is too damn short for. Starting off with number one, this one is so big and I kind of touched on it in the beginning, but it's negative self-talk. If you were talking to yourself negatively every single day, you have no freaking clue, or you probably do if this has been happening for a while, or you might not even be conscious of it. You have no clue what is going on. Like the amount of anxiety, the amount of stress, the amount of just very, very negative emotions that you're putting on yourself every single day. Just by talking to yourself, the dialogue that we have with ourselves in our head every day is so, so important. And I realized how bad mine was a couple years ago. And this could have been something that I've dealt with for a long time and I just wasn't aware of it. But once I moved to a completely new city away from everything that I've ever known, I was going through some shit and I was like, oh my God, like I just realized I was kind of being a shell of the person that I actually am and who I know myself to be. And I think a lot of it had to do with a lot of things I needed to work on, a lot of trauma probably in my childhood and a lot of 
experiences and a lot of shitty things that just happened to me all at once recently, like, or not recently, but like during that time. So I think that if we're not conscious of how we're talking to ourselves, you're going to just notice yourself kind of shrivel up. You're going to lose that confidence. You're going to lose the ability to trust yourself and the ability to show up for yourself. And whenever it's just think about it like this, if somebody is talking to you meanly, right on the street, someone that you don't know, or even like, let's say that you have a friend who starts to talk to you a certain way. You're not going to want to hang out with that friend anymore because they're bullying you or they're just not respecting you or they're bringing you down. Nobody likes to hang out with someone who drains them of their energy, right? Those are the type of people that you don't want to spend your time with. So if you're feeling drained of energy all the time, you're probably talking to yourself the way that someone that you wouldn't want to be friends with is talking to yourself. So imagine that you are the only person that you have for the rest of your life, you. And the way that we talk to ourselves is so, so important because it shows up in how we love ourselves, but not only that, but how we love others and how we treat others. And it just, everything comes from how you think about things. So if you are constantly thinking to yourself, I'm the worst, I can't do this. I I couldn't, I can't, I have so many things I want to do, but I don't even know where to start. Like I'm never going to get where I want to go. Do you see the problem? And I know a lot of you probably already understand this, but it's such a big deal whenever you are talking to yourself that way all the time. It's something that you have to nip in the butt immediately because if you don't, you're it's going to self-sabotage you until you fix it. You're never going to be able to work on that until you make the conscious decision to be like, this is not okay. I have to change this immediately. And I noticed this not only with how I was at the time, but I was like, I just am not confident anymore. What happened to the person that I used to be? I've never had an issue with these things. Why am I having an issue with these things now? So a lot of it was how I was talking to myself. So you just have to be extra, extra cautious of how you are talking to yourself all the time, because the more that you talk to yourself in a negative way, you're not going to believe in yourself. And you're actually not going to feel like you can do those things. Because when someone's constantly telling you that you can't do the things that you want to do, you're not going to believe that you can. And that's you talking to yourself. And if you don't believe in the things that you want to do, you're the most important person. Like no one else has to believe in your dreams and your goals except for you to make those happen. So if you are talking to yourself, telling you that you could never possibly get where you want to go or you're not pretty enough or you're not worthy of love or you're not worthy of the relationship that you want, it's going to be pretty much impossible for you to attract the things that you want in your life until you flip that script. You have to be your biggest fan. You have to be on your team, okay? You have to be on your team. You can't be against yourself. It's never going to work out for you for the better if that's what's happening. So just really figuring out how to nip that in the butt and how I would recommend doing so would be through affirmations. So if you notice that this is something that you're dealing with all the time, you need to rewire your brain. And I could do a whole episode on this and I'm honestly going to, but I just wanted to talk about this like a little bit briefly, just because this is such an issue that I notice in my life, but I know that other people struggle with this too. You need to rewire your brain. And if you notice that you are kind of ruining your own time or you're raining on your own parade or you're in a good environment, but you're constantly finding something to not like about something, it could be yourself sabotaging it and getting in the way and just kind of doing that repetitively. And it's really, really awful. And until you fix that, you're going to notice your mental health plummet. You're going to notice probably signs of depression, signs of anxiety, um, so many things, so, so many things. And it's just because of the way that you're talking to yourself. So 
life's too damn short for that. You can't be talking to yourself in a way that you don't love yourself and you're not your biggest fan. You have to be your biggest fan. Okay. And this isn't going to be something that's easy right off the bat, but I want you to take it upon yourself to do the things that are going to get you there, which would be practicing affirmations. And that could be you just writing, like, let's say 10 things that you love about yourself or qualities that you want to have and you want to obtain and you want to show up every single day and you want to be known for those qualities would be, I am capable. I am confident. I am beautiful. Whatever it is that you want, these are just examples, but journaling every day, just writing 10 new things, or you can use the same ones until you get them through your head. But writing these things down and then saying them out loud, it takes literally less than like two minutes to do this. You will notice long-term if you keep this habit, do it for 30 days, try it out and see. See the transformation in your life. You might think it's freaking stupid at first because it does seem stupid, but it's not. You're gonna notice after so many days, wow, I really am these things. Like I really am becoming the person that I wanna be. So one thing that I do specifically, I have a list of my favorite affirmations framed. They're just like on little um, pieces of cardboard paper that I wrote and I kind of highlighted and I made it look cute. And I put them in a picture frame and put them in my bathroom so I can make sure, because I'm a very visual person. So if I'm not seeing it in my house, oftentimes I might forget to do it, especially if I'm busy and you're forming that habit. So the more you see it, it's gonna remind you to do it. So put it in your bathroom, put it somewhere that you'll see it every day and try to like make it a habit of that part of your morning routine or that part of your day. So for me, when I'm washing my face, brushing my teeth in the morning, ice rolling, I see them in there and it reminds me to do it first thing in the morning if I'm not making time to journal and write those things out also. So that's a really good way to do it. Also gratitude. Um, just journaling in general is a really, really great way to get in touch with the things that you want, the person you want to be, and realize how you can show up for yourself and quit talking to yourself so negatively. Gratitude is huge. The more grateful you are and the more things that you look around in your everyday life and you realize, wow, I'm so grateful for this thing, the more positive things you look for, the less negative you're going to be able to see because the positive is going to outweigh the negative. So that's the whole cheat code there. And I could talk about this literally forever. I'm telling you guys, I will do an episode, especially if you really are like resonating with this and you would like me to go more in depth. I totally will like soon, like really freaking soon, but it is something I want to talk about. But the last thing I'll say about this. So those things are things that help for sure, but just being cautious of the way that you're talking to yourself throughout the day. So whenever you notice those thought patterns happen or you find yourself maybe thinking like, oh, these people hate me, like no one likes me, I'm weird, whatever, right? If you're talking to yourself in that way, try to really just be more self-aware of those thought patterns. So if you notice it happening during the day and you notice those thoughts, because if you focus on a thought for too long and you aren't able to counter it and be like, no, that's not true, because you'll have a lot of thoughts every single day and not all like they're not all your thoughts. They're things that you're picking up in your environment, learned behaviors, so many things. So if you're not able to diso or not dissociate, what's the word? If you're not able to kind of take a step back from your thoughts and think like that isn't me, like I'm having this thought. It doesn't really necessarily mean anything, but I'm having it. You need to be aware of what you're thinking so that you can know how to correct it. So if you're having thoughts that are negative, stopping it and being like, no, that's not true. I'm actually this. People love being around me. I'm a lot of fun. People enjoy me. These thoughts that I'm having aren't true. 
they're just fear-based thoughts that are not mine anymore. Like I don't resonate with this. The more that you do that, you have to kind of make it a habit to do once you notice it. And if you're miserable and you're as miserable as I've been in the past from my own thought patterns, you will do this and it will work. I promise you just have to be really like on top of things and really dedicated to your self growth and your journey of that. Cause it's going to, it's going to work out for you for the better. You just have to stay committed to it and understand that it's okay if you notice yourself doing it because it's going to continue to happen until you do it so many times that you're able to change that behavior for the better. So bottom line, negative self-talk is just not something that we should even be allowing in our lives anymore because if anything, it's just holding us back. And why would you want to let a negative thought pattern or negative self-talk do that? You could literally, your la- if your last day was next week, would you want to be wasting time literally bullying yourself in your head? Absolutely not. You'd want to be like, you know what? Actually, no, this doesn't matter. Like I can do whatever I want to do. You literally can. You can do every single thing that you believe that you can do. So if you don't believe you can do it, you simply can't do it because you have to be on board enough because if you're not on board, you can't attract those things. Are you following me? Yeah. This is like a, this is a whole thing I could go into, but we're going to go into number two, which is living in fear holding back from doing the things that you want to do, pursuing your dreams, fear of commitment, fear of not finding your person. So I think that this is just one thing for me that I feel like life is too damn short for Like living in fear, the more that we live in fear, it kind of does go hand in hand with negative self-talk, but the more that we do live in fear and we live in those fear-based thoughts and all of those things, you are literally just holding yourself back from doing that thing that you know that you could literally kick ass at if you just let yourself. Don't live in fear of rejection. Don't live in fear of judgment from others. Don't live in fear of looking stupid. Don't live in fear, bottom line, because all those things are literally just going to hold you back from pursuing your dreams and reaching your potential and doing all those things that you know that you're capable of doing. You're just having mental blocks or things that are popping up that just shouldn't even have the spotlight in your head for like more than five minutes. But fear of commitment is another one for anyone that this can relate to. Um, I just think that life's too short for that. If you have a fear of committing, obviously something's probably happened to you in the past, but I urge you to work on that. If you have a fear of commitment, it's okay to have, but you're going to be holding yourself back from finding someone that really could be the best thing that ever happened to you unless you make the conscious choice of working on yourself and working on those things that need a little bit more work because we all have work that needs to be done. So if we're not giving ourselves that time to work on it and fix those things about us that maybe traumatized us in the past, whether it was past relationships or whatever it may be, you're going to continue to cock block yourself until you fix those things. And it's going to need to be worked on at some point. And maybe right now isn't the time for you to do that. Maybe you don't feel comfortable with doing so you don't feel ready. That's okay. But I urge you to try to work on that because life's too damn short for the fear of commitment because you could be holding yourself back from like the best freaking thing in the world from just having a fear that you're going to get hurt again. If you have someone that shows up in your life and they seem really good, give them the chance to prove you wrong or right. Don't run from it because you're scared. Allow yourself to fully invest yourself in that person because you don't know unless you try and you could literally be holding yourself back from being loved in the best way possible. So that's just a little side note. Also fear of not finding your person, like even just fear of like getting rejected. Like I said, like there's so many things in this world that you can hold yourself back from if you don't want to like go for that job because you're afraid, oh, no one's going to want to work with me or it's not going to work or I I don't want to apply for this and then look, not get it. 
you're going to have a lot of rejections in life and you're going to have a lot of disappointments. And that's just something that you need to come to terms with, because if you don't come to terms with that, it's just, you're never going to give yourself the chance to actually succeed. You know what I mean? So by giving yourself the opportunities to try and fail, that's amazing because every single time that you try and you fail or you get rejected, it is literally God, the universe's way of showing you what is meant for you and what isn't. It's one step closer to the thing that's going to work. You've got to try things in order to find what works and what doesn't work for you. So if we're too scared to try and too scared to put ourselves out there, you are literally just not going to let yourself reach your potential. It's just like I could talk about these things forever because I noticed that I also um, struggle with these types of things to a degree, but they're really, really important things that I think that we should try to work on each and every day. If you're maybe trying to find your person and you're afraid that you're never going to find them, quit being afraid of that. Okay. We can't, you can never find something if you're scared. So if you're going into something like, Oh, I'm never going to find like with a lack mindset, almost like, Oh, this isn't going to happen for me. I can't, I can't get this again. You literally have to believe that you're going to find your person. Cause it is inevitable. You're going to find someone at some point. So don't let yourself and your fear from doing that hold you back from going on first dates or hold you back from even trying to make something work. You just have to allow yourself to be in the mindset to achieve those things and understand that you don't need to sit here and live in fear and like be anxious about it and constantly be on dating apps. And maybe you're not finding anything on dating apps that you're interested in and you just keep refreshing those apps and you keep looking for someone that's going to spark your interest. Don't feel like you need to do that. I want you to know what's meant for you is going to come. You don't need to keep doing that. And if you're exhausted by it and you're not actually interested in dating, don't force yourself to do that. Okay. Allow yourself to just sit back and understand everything that's meant for you is going to come. You just have to do the things to put yourself out there. And that does involve going on dates when you feel comfortable to do so, or maybe putting yourself out there in a group, um, in your city or something, or trying new things, or just going to certain environments that you can maybe potentially meet someone. You just got to put yourself in those situations. So overall, just not living in fear and holding ourselves back from doing the things that we want to do. This can be anything, but life's too damn short for that. So if you've always wanted to maybe be a yoga instructor, go and do it. Like, you literally could die next week, like not to be morbid or anything. I hopefully nobody freaking does, but the whole point of it is you never know when your last day is going to be. So go and do those things that you want to do so bad. You hate your job. Okay. Let's make an exit plan. Let's try to figure something out to go and pursue something that you know that you want to do. And you're so passionate about because that thing could be the best thing ever. You just have to allow yourself to get to the point to actually do that and get started. Number three, wishing time away and not living in the present moment. I know that I'm very guilty of this one at times, and it's something that I work at every single day, but it can be so easy for us to feel like nothing's happening in our lives, right? Or whatever, and just be, oh, I can't wait until vacation. I can't wait till this date. I can't wait for Friday. Like, oh my God, I can't wait till this week is over. Do you understand what we're doing when we're doing that? You are literally wishing your life away. And you don't know how much time you have left. Like that is kind of like the whole point of this episode. You don't know. And life is so short that would you really like imagine being 80 years old, right? When you're 80 years old, you're going to really wish that you had that time that you have right now. 
that you're wishing away. Even if it is an average Tuesday, nothing crazy is happening. You got to find those little ways to romanticize your life. Okay. And I, I seriously mean this because life is all about the little things. It always has been. It always will be. That is how you enjoy your everyday life. That is how you find joy in every moment. That is how you stay present with the people around you every single day. You need to be where your feet are and you need to be present in every single moment that you have. And I know I'm so guilty of it too. Like some days, like let's say you're having a bad day and it's easy to just be like, oh my God, I can't wait until this day is over. Or like this whole day has been so annoying. Every single possible thing has happened and went wrong that like possibly could have. Instead of just canceling that day and like trying to like basically shit on the whole day because of like how the first half of your day went. Instead of doing that, really try to understand that, okay, these things didn't work out for me today. That's all right. There's nothing we can do about that now. How am I going to make the rest of this day the best day ever or the best day that it possibly can be? What can I do to show up for myself today that's just going to make this a really good day? What things can I do to maybe make others happy in my life? Little things like that. And I had a day like this yesterday where I woke up, I was a little anxious. I had a lot of appointments all day long. And I had an appointment at a new doctor and I did not like how the situation went. I did not like how the interaction went and I could explain this, but I'm not going to get too in detail on it. But overall, I just felt like it was really invalidating and I just felt really like confused about the appointment. And that kind of kickstarted my day a little bit in even a more anxious way. And just things kept going wrong. And even like the past week, like I mentioned, was really stressful just because like everything that I wanted to do, I couldn't do. And I was just off my routine. And when I'm off my routine, especially during the week, and I feel like I'm not being productive in the ways that I want to be productive that I know is going to make me my best self and make me like really happy and feel in touch with myself in like the best way. It can be really frustrating. So I was already kind of dealing with that stuff. And then I had a couple like things that happened with appointments. And instead of me just being like, well, I'm done with today. I tried to make it the best day that I possibly could still. And I showed up for myself with my habits and still doing the things that I wanted to do and making sure I was eating healthy, good meals that I wanted still and not just allowing myself to get takeout. You know what I mean? And not that it's a bad thing to get takeout. I'm just trying to save money. And I know I have a spending issue, (laughs) but um. In general, whenever you have a bad day, it's easier to kind of um, go back to patterns that you might want to be fixing right now or things that you're working on fixing. So instead of just kind of canceling the whole day and allowing myself to get nothing done and be really unproductive, I still made it an effort to do the things that made me feel good. I went and walked my dog. I forget what else I did yesterday, but I did a lot of things that just made me feel good. And I listened to my body in that moment of things that I needed And that is how we enjoy the present moment. I caught myself at the gym, like on the treadmill in an awful mood. And I was like, Michaela, why are you being like this? Like the way that you are to yourself in your head, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, plays such a role in how we show up and the way, like you can just get in such a negative headspace where you're so sick of things and you just want the day to end. And there's a lot of valid reasons for someone to feel that way. So I don't want you to feel like that's not normal. You're not allowed to feel that way. You are, you're allowed to have that, but it's just noticing when those moments happen. So you're able to nip them in the butt before they have the opportunity to actually go on for way too long or ruin your whole week, as opposed to ruining just the morning that you had finding ways to positively shift your day around for the better. So I think just as a society, as like everybody in the world, we are so used to wishing our lives away. Even in high school, you're like, you know what? I can't wait until I'm this old. Like, I can't wait until I'm 21. I can drink. Like, I can't wait. Like, I did that so much. And 
obviously like I'm very happy to be the age that I am. I really don't want to go back in time or anything, but you're the youngest that you're ever going to be right now. You are the hottest that you're ever going to be right now. So just take care of yourself and be present, be where your feet are. Try to really just stay in touch with the moment right in front of your eyes and don't allow yourself to be thinking about the future whenever you're having a conversation with someone or thinking about the past when you're having a conversation with someone because that allows you to dissociate from the person that's right in front of you, giving you their time, giving you their energy. And you could have a really beautiful moment and a good connection with anyone, a friend, a stranger, anybody right in front of you. But sometimes we can get so in our heads and wishing our lives away that we can literally just ruin a perfect moment right in front of us because we're just waiting for the next. We're waiting for the next thing. You're thinking ahead. What am I going to eat for dinner tonight when you're talking to someone? No, we're not doing that. Like we cannot keep doing that. Life is too damn short to not enjoy the moments right in front of you. It's holding you back from being your best self and it's holding you back from connecting to people that literally could be such important people in your lives if you just let them. And you never know who needs a good interaction, even if it's just a stranger. So just be really conscious and understand that the way you show up in the world does really have a pattern. The way you smile at someone really could make their day better and then make them want to smile and do an act of kindness. And those little things are genuinely the biggest things ever. You just really never know what someone's going through. So that's why treating strangers with kindness and just being kind to everybody that you come in contact with and just trying your best to, even if you're maybe not having the best day, to be aware of how you're showing up in the lives of others because it really does have a domino effect. And you obviously only want to be nice to people, I would hope. So just being aware of that because you never know who might need just a little bit of niceness that day. Someone literally could be having the worst month of their lives. Someone could be going through it. You have no clue. So just be aware of that too. Number four, not prioritizing friends, family, experiences, and travel. Life is too short to not prioritize the right things. And that would be the good friends in your lives, the people that literally show you that you can depend on them each and every day. Not making time to check in with your friends, not making time to plan a call. I'm guilty of this sometimes, especially when I'm going through stuff. But if you are my person and I love you so much, there you will never catch me not checking in on you even if I'm not doing well. Friendship is a two-way street. Every relationship is a two-way street, so just making sure that we are prioritizing the people that prioritize us and the people that make us feel good because at the end of the day, they are like parts of our joy. Like They're like the biggest parts of our joy in our lives. So if you're not taking the time to even just interact with some of your friends, even if you are going through things, it could be really detrimental to your mental health without you even realizing it. Or let's say you might be in a relationship and maybe you aren't as on top of your friendships anymore. This is just your reminder to check in on your good friends and reach out to them and try to plan something and try to, you, you need your friends. You always will need your friends. Everybody needs their friends. It doesn't matter if you're in a relationship or not. Just making sure you're prioritizing the people in your life that matter to you, even your family. It, like I think the order that we get, especially if you live in a different state or across the country from your family, you realize how much it matters and how you wish you could spend more time with them. So just really enjoy those moments and prioritize that time if you're able to. And even me living in Austin, my family's back in Pennsylvania. It's hard for me because I know that I'm missing out on watching my nieces and my nephews grow up and spending time with my sister and spending time with my dad. Like he's older and it's not a good thought to have when you're like, oh, like this, like it, it just sucks because I saw a TikTok actually, like I don't even know when this was, but it's really, really depressing. So I don't even know if you guys want to hear this, but it really opened my mind in a way that I was like, damn. But if you live across the country away from your family, 
think about how many times you're going to see your family before something happens, maybe. Like, their lives, especially if they're in their 60s or whatever. If you live across the country, for me, I go home maybe two to three times a year. So instead of having those everyday interactions with your family and really getting to have those, you just don't have them anymore. And so that would be like, okay, you see them three times a year. You can maybe see your family like 35 more times. And like, that's just really, it's, it's sad. So just being aware of that and just making the most of it and maybe making time to call your family, even if it is more of a chore. I know sometimes everyone doesn't have the same relationships with their family as others. Maybe you're not as close. I can relate to that. But really making time to try and connect with those people, especially if you don't have them in your everyday lives, I think it's really important to do because life is too short for it, okay? You would hate to like realize something happens. And this makes me emotional to even talk about because like it sucks. Like no one wants anything like that to happen, obviously. But really prioritizing the people that we love is bottom line of this because you never know when it'll be your last day to see anyone. Sorry, I did not mean to make it so sad. I feel like that's like a really depressing way of thinking about things, but not in a way where you should be like scared or nervous about something happening, but just to force you to appreciate any time that you have talking to your family or your friends or anything. It's just really important to really be present with all of your relationships and the people in your lives for sure, but also um, experiences and travel. If someone asks you to do something, if you're able to make it work and it's a cool situation and you know that you might have a cool story to look back on one day and talk about that, if you're able to financially afford an experience, let's say skydiving or let's say zip lining or something, go and do it. Like experiences are literally like the most important thing, I think, to me, like one of them, because I love traveling. I love going places and I'm all about seeing the world and I haven't even got to go out of the country yet, but it's something that I want to do and it's definitely on my bucket list. But traveling, if you have an opportunity to do it, you're like young right now, you, you're able, your body's able to kind of deal with traveling easier. You're able to take off work maybe. You're able to, you have less responsibilities, moral of the story. So prioritizing these things while you have the chance before, let's say you have kids or you have other people in your life that maybe you have to depend on or even if you are in a relationship um, or a marriage or whatever, I feel like it gets harder maybe to prioritize those things, but even as a, like a couple prioritize traveling, like go and do stuff and just really prioritize being able to grow as a person together and just do all those fun things because working hard and grinding is really important. But I think especially in this society, we do it a little too much and we should stop and be able to just enjoy life and relax and rest and vacation and have fun more. So if you're ever given an opportunity to do so, maybe if you feel up to it, try to say yes instead of saying no and see what comes out of it. Because most of the time when you say yes to something that is exciting, it forces you out of your comfort zone and you just learn so much not only about yourself but about the world and you just have cool stories to look back on when you're older and maybe tell your kids one day. So I highly, highly encourage you to do that. Number five, not taking care of yourself properly. So whether that be not getting eight hours of sleep, not eating right, not prioritizing self-care in its many forms, so it can mean anything to you when it comes to self-care, going to the doctor, like 
whenever we're a certain age and whenever all these decisions are on us, it really is up to us to show up for ourselves and take care of ourselves. It really is only our responsibility to do so. And I know that especially if you're in your early 20s or your mid 20s, you could be like in the period of your life where you're trying to figure out exactly how to do these things. And that's so okay. And that's so normal. I'm honestly there too, where you're like, wait a second, like I haven't been going to the chiropractor at all. I really should go to the chiropractor and like get adjusted and see like maybe if like that's beneficial for me. Those little things, even if it's going to the doctor, just making the time to set up your doctor's appointment, your dentist appointment, doing all those things. Life is too short to not take care of yourself. Like that is how you make sure that you're healthy and you can just kind of fuel your body and do things for yourself in the best way possible. So I highly encourage that to be happening because I know it can be hard whenever you're trying to figure things out for the first time and you're like, damn, like I have so many other things to worry about. I don't need to go to the doctor, but it's like, yes, you do. By going to the doctor, you're going to make sure that, you know what I mean? There's not something going on one and two, going to the dentist, you're going to make sure you have nice, clean teeth, healthy gums, which will just have fresher breath and will make someone want to hang out and kiss you more. So everything's connected. Okay. By not getting eight hours of sleep every single night, which I know I don't, but I'm working on is something that can really be not only messing with your energy levels, but also your fitness goals and your muscle recovery and the results that you're seeing from the gym and your everything, like how you show up every day, how your mindset is, how your mental health is. By not eating right, same thing. You could notice like you're not feeling good. You're fueling your body with things that maybe aren't the best for you. And you're noticing that in your energy levels and your skin and your gut and everything just doesn't feel good. So just taking the time to figure out how to take care of yourself, I think is just the whole point of this one, because once we figure it out, you're just going to, this is all just a part of self-love and self-care. And once you take care of yourself the right way, I think that you just feel one really, really proud to be you because you are taking the time to love yourself and care for yourself and show up for yourself in ways that you could very easily not do. So it allows you to form a really good relationship with yourself by doing this and you just feel better overall. So it's too short. Life is too damn short. Okay. To not prioritize taking care of yourself in any way, getting a massage, doing those little things for yourself goes such a long way. Like if you need alone time, take it. If you're not giving yourself the things that you need, that you are understanding, you might need a break maybe from people hanging out with people. You need to recharge your social battery by not giving yourself those things. It's just going to make everything else worse. So really just trying to take care of yourself any single way that you can. Number six, people pleasing. Life's too short for this. I feel like I have to keep saying life is too short because like you need to understand that it is like life is too short for this. If you are spending your days worried more about how other people are perceiving you and how other people are thinking about you instead of you listening to yourself and your body, like I just said before, you're going to just not feel so good. And you're going to notice that this has such an effect on your life and you just don't feel good about yourself as much as you would maybe if you were taking the time to listen to yourself more. If you don't feel like you have the emotional capacity, mental capacity, anything like that to go and hang out with someone, you don't owe that person anything. And if they're actually a good friend of yours, they're going to understand if you might need a minute, nothing's personal. So it could be a friend, it could be a work obligation. If it was like a work happy hour or something like that, like if you don't feel up for doing certain things, don't feel like you have to do them. Obviously, you're going to want to do these things. You're not going to always want to curve them. There's a difference between avoiding something and actually just like doing something for yourself. But if you have certain goals and things that you want to get done during the week and you know that you need a minute to do certain things, if someone asks you to hang out, don't feel like you have to say yes. 
especially if you don't feel like you have the energy for it or the time, because by not filling up your cup, you're going to show up in any of these situations, not your best. And whether you think it or not, it is going to show a little bit and you're just not going to feel good about it. And then you're going to regret going. Don't say yes to something. If the entire time that you're there, you're wishing you would have stayed home. You know, that's like the whole point of this. Don't feel like you need to say yes to anyone ever. It's important to say yes when you feel capable and up to doing certain things. But if you don't wanna say yes to something and if it's repetitive, it could be a sign that maybe that thing isn't meant for you and you don't wanna do it. So, and that's also valid. So just being um, kind of understanding when that happens, I think that you'll realize a lot about yourself, but please work on this if it's something that you struggle with. Cause I used to be a huge people pleaser and by people pleasing, it really teaches you how to disrespect yourself because instead of prioritizing your goals, your wants, your needs to make you your best self, you are prioritizing everyone else's and that's not going to do anything good for you. Why are we prioritizing the needs of others before our own? Let that one sink in. Why are we doing that? Because yeah, obviously we might love those people, but we should be prioritizing ourselves and loving ourselves before that most of the time, okay? Because if you're not able to fill your own cup up and keep those promises that you are making to yourself, it's going to affect your confidence. It's going to affect how you show up in your relationships. Like I said, if your cup is not full, it's going to be really hard for you to kind of be giving your full self to someone because you're going to be half, you know what I mean? You're already not really at a hundred percent. So you're showing up half assed and everything in your life in like a very, I don't mean this in like a rude way, but I've noticed this personally with myself. So this is how I'm able to describe it. There's a difference between actually wanting to go and do something or just saying yes to something because you don't want someone to not like you, or you don't want someone to talk about you or you don't like, no, Okay, please don't ever say yes to something unless you actually want to do it. Okay, there has to be some type of genuine interest in you wanting to do that thing. Do not do it to please anyone else. Your friends, your family, your loved ones, they will thank you because you are ultimately prioritizing you, which they would want you to do. And you are prioritizing them also because by showing up half-assed, you're able to show up fully for them, which is when you're going to notice you feel best about yourself and you're going to feel really good about every interaction that you have. And if someone has a problem with you prioritizing yourself and your needs and your mental health, they are not somebody that you should ever have in your life ever. So understand that and do with what you will with that information. Number seven kind of goes hand in hand with people pleasing, but it is not setting boundaries and protecting your peace. So if there's something that you want to do or there's a goal that you have for yourself, you need to have little boundaries in place to understand that, okay, if I don't have this done, by this day, I'm not going to let myself go out maybe and do anything until I finish that thing, possibly in, in a healthy way. Like, obviously, if you need a break, take it. But if there's a goal that you want to achieve or something that you really want to do, you owe it to yourself and your future self is going to really thank you for this. But it shows yourself how much that you can trust yourself and depend on yourself when you hold that boundary. If someone's maybe this is even another example. If someone's trying to date you and they're really disrespectful and they're just not communicating with you properly or something is just really going wrong in the early stages, you owe it to yourself to hold that boundary that you might have made with yourself that I'm not going to kind of tolerate this type of behavior and I'm not going to allow it to move forward with someone that's already showing me red flags in like the early, early stages. That would be a boundary to hold for yourself so that you understand, okay, this person's not making me feel good. They're actually adding more negative things to my life than positive, And they're making me feel like shit. 
So if that's ever something that you notice, you owe it to yourself to have that boundary, hold it up, don't let them into your life and protect your peace in that way. All of it comes down to protecting your peace. So if anything ever starts to disrupt that or make you just not feel good, that is your sign to maybe figure out how to get that out of your life and how to move forward in a way where you can kind of put space between you and that thing or that person. Boundaries are good. Boundaries are healthy. Boundaries are necessary. If somebody has an issue with you creating a boundary, they are, again, someone that you should not have in your life. And if they have an issue with you having a boundary and maybe you've had them in your life for a long time, they might just have an issue with it because by you putting up that boundary, they no longer have access to you in the way that they did before or as much access to you in the way that they did before. And that's something that they're going to need to get over if you want them in your life. Because again, anybody who's meant to be in your life will always understand and support and just want you to be your best. So by setting boundaries, again, extremely healthy and just hold them up because that is your boundaries are genuinely what keep the bullshit from getting in. So if you don't have boundaries, you are literally just, you have the wall down. Anything can come in. Anything has access to you. Anything can disrupt your peace. Why would we want that? We don't, we don't want that because the more things that have access to us, the less energy we have for ourselves and the things that we love and the people that we love. And you're just going to notice that your mental health is so trash whenever you don't have boundaries. So it's just boundaries are the biggest form of self-love. So just by showing up for yourself in that way and creating little boundaries and the way that I learned the boundaries that I needed to uphold is just through growing and healing and taking the time to get to know myself through journaling or taking the time to observe my own behaviors and observe the things that did not make me feel good. If something's repetitively not making you feel good, that is your sign to form a boundary around said thing. Life is too short to be hanging around the wrong people, people that make you feel like crap about yourself, people that bring your energy down, um, relationships that make you feel like crap and they don't build you up and they also just tear you down and they don't have growth mindsets. They don't want you to grow. They have a lot of rules and regulations that you must follow in order to be a part of them. That is all just very, very much the red flag behavior in any standpoint could even be a career. So if something doesn't feel like it is good for you, it is not. It is your body's way of telling you that it is not. Number eight, not focusing on the little things. So For instance, maybe not taking the time to decorate your house or invest in your place or yourself and do the things that you know are necessary for you to feel not only good in your home and all those things. And they they do seem like the little things a lot of the time, but they're genuinely the biggest. The little things are always the biggest things to me. And this could also be like whenever you are um, trying to invest in your place or yourself, it could be educationally that you're trying to invest in yourself. Maybe you want to really succeed at one thing and you don't really know much about it yet. Investing in a course that maybe will teach you all the things that you don't know or give you a starting point to grow in that way. Those are ways that we can invest in ourselves. And again, life is too short to not do those things. That is a huge form of self-love and a huge way to show yourself that you do believe in your dreams and your goals. And that's the first step of reaching them is by taking the time to learn and trusting the process that you are going to get there. By investing in yourself, it could also be new clothes. If you really need new clothes and you haven't gotten new clothes in three years, you're allowed to invest in yourself in that way and get new clothes. Because if you're wearing clothes from three years ago that you literally can't even form outfits with anymore because they just are not your style and they're three years in the past, 
it's going to be really hard for you to show up for yourself the way that you want to and just feel very much in your like good energy of the person that you want to be because you're kind of dressing up as the person that you no longer are because I'm sure you're not that person anymore the person that wore those clothes and it's okay to keep clothes for years and stuff especially if they're staples but my point is if you feel like you hate your wardrobe it's going to really suck when you have to go dress up for dates or you have to go dress up for going out with your friends, it's gonna make you not look forward to doing those things. If you have cute outfits and cute clothes that make you feel your best and make you feel like you are kind of on top of the world, you're gonna wanna do things more and it's gonna make you force yourself out of your comfort zone more. So just giving yourself the opportunity and the permission, if you can afford it and you're able to do so, it's, it's a very, very necessary investment for you to have clothes that you feel good and comfortable in and they fit you for your age and your body at this time. And they, cause sometimes like, I know right now I had a lot of clothes that like, I was like, okay, all my shirts are crop tops and that's okay. But like, I want to have like cute clothes that like make me look a little more put together and a little bit more my age. Not that like, I love crop tops. I'm not going to stop wearing them. But my point is there's a time and a place for certain shirts and all my clothes are literally from like 2020 or 2021. And I'm like, it's 2023. I've grown a lot in the past couple years. I need to get new clothes. So just allowing yourself to do that and even taking the time maybe to get a manicure, to get a pedicure and do those little acts of love and kindness for yourself. Because if you're able to afford it, they really, really do play a difference in how good you feel every single day. And life's too short to not have fun and do the things that make us feel good and treat ourselves when we can. Number nine, not telling the people you love just how much they mean to you. If someone means something to you, I really, really urge you to just let them know. Even if it might be a relationship or something like that. Life's too short to not let people know how we feel, one. But especially our friends and our family you need to be making the time to just tell them how much you love them and you don't have to do it all the time, but just making sure that you are doing it because you never know, even if your best friend or someone isn't communicating to you what they might be going through and they might really need that love and support and encouragement. And again, you never know when the last time you're going to talk to someone or see someone is and a huge way that you show love for people in your lives is by just telling them that. So taking the time to do that, even with your friends and your family I know for me, my family is far away. So just taking the time to send a text, even if you're really busy, like, hey, I love you. I hope you're doing okay. Like, let's plan a time to catch up or something like that. Really, really important to be taking the time to just tell people how we feel. And again, if this is a relationship situation, if you are withholding information and maybe you do really care about someone and you love someone, let them know. Okay, what's the worst thing that could happen? They don't answer. They don't want to talk to you whatever, nothing lost. Okay. You already don't have them in your life. So whatever, nothing lost. But if you really do care about someone, just let them know because it could be something that could lead to something really good too. And the last one, number 10, life is too freaking short to not take the time to play. So this could be anything just from petting your animals, playing with your dogs, like taking the time to do the little things that you might feel like you're too busy to do, but they're the things that are so simple to do in life that genuinely connect us to our like most, I would say like our inner child, almost like our most simple selves, like take everything that you know, and you love out of the picture, right? Okay, if you're just a human being on this earth, the things that make you feel really connected to yourself, those are the things I'm talking about, just taking the time to play. And that could be anything different for anyone, it could be playing video games, allowing yourself to have that time to just chill sometimes, and do the things that really make you just feel connected to your younger self, even I think it's important to do like inner childhood, like work. And by that, I mean, you're, there's younger parts of yourself inside of you. And if you're not giving yourself the time to connect with those parts, 
it can be really frustrating and you might not even notice how much that it affects you every day, but it could be a lot of the reason why you are kind of frustrated in your everyday life and you don't even know why, because you no longer are playing. You're not, get, you're not taking the time to enjoy life and the simple things in it. Playing with your dog. Take the time to pet your dog, play with your dog without being on your phone, without distractions. They deserve it. They love you so much. It's so, it's like one of the best things you could do for yourself to just disconnect from everything else. Just really taking the time to have those little moments. You love listening to music, but you don't really give yourself the time to do so and just dance anymore. Put on a freaking song and dance, okay? Do those little things still. That's what I'm kind of trying to get at here. Do the things that you enjoy. Watching more movies, you really like to watch movies, make sure that you're having time to do so and allow yourself to actually enjoy resting when you're resting. Don't feel like, oh my God, I'm being so unproductive right now. You need time in your life to also just be, to simply be. And you need to understand that and you need to get it through your head. I'm so guilty of this. I struggle with this so much, but it's hard for me to feel like when I'm doing something like that, that it's beneficial for me because I feel like I could be using my time in other ways that I'm actually doing things that are productive. But sometimes the most productive thing that you can do for yourself is by allowing yourself to rest and give into that like need and that sensation in yourself because there's a reason you're having it and your body needs to rest too. And your younger part, there's a part of you, I've learned a lot of this in therapy, but your younger part probably really just wants to watch a movie. And you're allowed. Let yourself do that. And when you're watching that movie, try to not be on your phone, okay? Because the second you get on your phone, you get distracted, then you're not paying attention, and then it's just not really much of a restful experience for you anymore. Now it's stress a little bit, or now it's, you know what I mean? You're not fully able to immerse yourself in the movie and enjoy it for what it is. So if you can relate to this, definitely try to work on that and give yourself moments to do the things that you love and enjoy. That could be even going and riding roller coasters at an amusement park, trying to schedule a trip to go and do that. If that's something you've been wanting to do for years, life's too short to hold yourself back from not experiencing life and enjoying the littlest things and to have fun just playing and not feel like you need to do something every second of the day in order to be your best self. Your best self also wants to go paddle boarding and your best self also wants to try a new restaurant and your best self also wants to go for a walk. Your best self also wants to go roller skating. Your best self also wants to just have these little moments that make you excited to live and just remind you why life is so amazing because sometimes we can be so wrapped up in our everyday lives that we are neglecting the simplest, most beautiful things in life, which could be like butterflies flying or birds chirping outside or just sitting in sunlight and tanning or whatever. Like those are the things that make life so beautiful. So I really urge you to try to allow yourself to work on any of those things and do them. That is everything, guys. Those were the 10 things that life is too short for, in my opinion. And this, again, was just from a journal prompt that I did last night that really resonated with me. And I felt like a lot of people really could use this little message and hearing it. So I really hope that you guys liked this. And I hope that you found some type of benefit from me talking about this. And if you did, let me know. Maybe I'll do more like this that are based around journal prompts that I have, because I think it's a really simple, easy way for me to share with you guys little parts of one myself, but also like my own opinions kind of on these things. And what comes to mind first for me in a journal prompt could really resonate with a lot of you. So I hope that you enjoyed it and I love you so freaking much. And thank you for listening to the podcast. If you are new here, please go check out the Facebook group. 
um, that is linked in the bio down here. I have a list of a bunch of things, but the Facebook group, I'm trying to post in more and I'm going to give updates and I'm want, I want to use it as a way to chat with you guys about what you want to hear on the podcast and also connect everybody who listens to the podcast together in one place. So if maybe you want to make friends in a city or you want to get advice on a certain situation in your life and you don't want it to be on the podcast, you could always just comment on it in there and then we could all help. But if you want to be anonymous and you ever do want me to kind of chat with you about anything or any opinions or anything like that, feel free to write in. I also have a link down below. I would love to give you any advice that I have and I can do a whole episode kind of based around just answering your advice questions or whatever. And if you guys want any certain episodes or you want guests on or you enjoy the ones of me by myself, let me know because I do want to give you guys exactly what you want on this podcast for sure. But mental health tip of the week, I would say to go and do one thing that you would consider playing this week, really trying to do things to get in touch more with your inner child, something that maybe you like to do a lot when you were younger that you've gotten away from, but you used to really love it and feel connected to yourself when you did it. This could be drawing, singing, um, I don't even know what else, but I'm trying to think about it. I don't even know. Playing basketball. I don't know. But doing little things like that, something that you would consider fun, playing video games, whatever it may be, I urge you to try to do that this week. Okay? And just a little freaking reminder that you can do all the things that your mind tells you that you can't do. Okay? Love you so much. I will see you next Monday. Mm-hmm.